You are listening to episode number 469 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas, including 29 episodes of Vintage Vegas, 44 anti-ups, and 82 Vegas cocktails, along with much, much more for only $7 per month. That's a subscription to Patreon, and you can sign up at patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. I don't know why you always feel the need to try and ad lib on it. It's like I know, I it's, it's because the because the actual verbiage here is so you run through the numbers, right? So 29 episodes of Vintage Vegas, 44 anti-up, and 84 Vegas cocktails, and lots more of a $7 per month subscription. It does, like, it it gets caught in my throat. Yeah. I feel like I feel like there's a, like, I need a word in there to kind of to round it all out. Oh, That's yeah, I see. It, there shouldn't be a, an and in between the anti-up and the, and the 82. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that way. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. That wouldn't be bad. 84, Vegas, uh, 82 Vegas cocktails. And lots more. And the and should be more. there. It's just that's the right. and between I, and too many times. the anti up, and I then the eighty two. Yes, that's what shouldn't be. I see it. We're that's evolving. That's it. We're evolving. Ah, that's all right. This is fun. See, this is fun when we can wordsmith it. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes, I have. Oh my God, you're the first person I've actually said yes that that, that said yes to this. What did you think of that movie? I just recently discovered it. I'm obsessed with it. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah. Well, it's a Tarantino movie, of course. It's uh, yes, yes, of course. Um, for folks who haven't seen it, it's um, it kind of sort of follows the Manson murder, or at least that's the backdrop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of the it's, yeah, I thought it was an okay movie. I don't need to see it again, not because I loved it or hated it. I just I thought seeing it once was kind of a check it off the to watch list. In classic Tarantino fashion, like he just encapsulates like a a, a period of time for film. And, and television that just really captures my imagination, just remi- brings me to my childhood, you know. And really? yeah, I mean, just the way, like the way that the, that the film is is shot with a lot of these big crane shots and and the driving sequences and and um, I, I don't just the golden age of Hollywood, you know, like just just as it was tra- like I remember a time when every time ta- everything happened in California. Like every single sitcom was somehow based in California, or if it wasn't based in California, it was clearly in California when they would do exteriors. Oh, sure. yeah, 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 absolutely. It's uh, like uh, in the '90s when you would watch um, uh, uh, Family Matters, which is supposed to take place in Chicago. Every scene has palm trees in the background. Right. <laughs> running around. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's listen. I think it's worth seeing one time. Um, yeah. 
it was surprising to me that it did as well as it did both at the box office and with the Oscars. But I'm also not I'm not usually the kind of guy who watches movies that end up being Oscar, quote unquote, Oscar worthy movies. I'm not that sophisticated. Gotcha. Yeah, I I haven't watched it, so I have no idea and I have no interest in it. It's you know, it's it's interesting. I kind of liked the. um, It's it's the the and and I know I keep focusing on this, but it just there's um, it's you're watching a movie that also is kind of taking place right around the same time that Manson is kind of in his heyday. Yeah. Um, And and so it's just it's it's weird because you've got these scenes then where uh, um, Brad Pitt's character is kind of weaving in and out of things that are happening would be happening in real life as relates to to Manson and whatnot. So um, anyway, that's that. Let's start the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. About one in three U.S. adults said they thought that the tipping culture, quote, has gotten out of control. According to a survey conducted in May of 2023, we got that from the Review Journal. I I agree. Tipping has gotten ridiculous. It used to be you had to do something to get a tip, and now it's it's expected. It drives me crazy when you go into a quick service restaurant, right? Um, oh, I know, right? And that they all have like the, and not and, like and the big any, chains. It's, it's almost like anytime they, they hand you the, the credit card machine, it's like, on, I'm going to ask for a tip. Well, the ones, the ones that, that drive me crazy are the ones where you walk in and they have, I think it's the, like the toast POS system, but it's got like the, um, the tablet that's facing them. They punch everything in and then they flip the tablet over. So it's facing right. you. And the very first thing that pops up is, you know, gratuity of 10, 15, 20%. And I'm like, you, you're doing what I paid you to do. I walked down the right. line. I told you what I wanted. You put it in a bag and handed it to me. Why am I tipping you for that? Right. So that 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 part drives me crazy. It's also uh, it's all why I argue why you would tip the person that uh, has to come and give you a hand pay. Like you're making this inconvenient for me. Like this could be a lot easier, and now you're making it inconvenient. And I, and I, I'm tipping you for that. I, I don't understand the service you're providing. Well, they're bringing you your money. That's that's but the they, service they they're providing. Have, they could have just printed it out, and then I would have gotten would have went. Nope, and got because it. they got to get all your yeah, info. They got to get your taxes. Yeah, I get it. You know, I, I got to concede, I am a Grinch Scrooge in so many aspects of my heart, and yet for the tip aspect, that is the one thing where I actually kind of don't have a problem with it. Because here's here's what it comes down to, gang, and 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 I know this kind of makes um this is quasi a part of our world like i you know i hear about the the, um tim lawson you know from time to time talks about it with with eric rosenthal and i guess my philosophy is i guess i would rather have everything turn into a tipped culture society or the alternative is going to be people with the whole you know minimum wage 15 dollars or more bullshit are going to win because the only way you get away from the tipped culture philosophy is you're going to have to increase the pay right. of these individuals, you know, paychecks. Right. And, if, and if we don't want to get to, you know, a, a world where the where the minimum wage is $15, which jacks the price of everything else up. Mm-hmm. It brings robots I, in, though, Tony. It brings I, well, robots. Well, that's I, <laughs> I know, yeah, right. That, that's where my my Grinch heart grows three sizes. Back. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I I will say this: I don't. If we're going out to a sit down restaurant, yeah, I'm no I'm a that. good tipper. Yeah. I sure, you know I don't sure. like when they have the auto gratuity or the service charge. That bothers yeah. me. But sure. I I'm a minimum twenty percent tipper in a restaurant. It's sure. it's sure. when you're going to do the. And I've always I've always tipped my hairstylist. 
Um, I've, if I get a massage, you tip them. It, like services and stuff like that. Yes, but again, it's it's these. I just wish I didn't have to. I, I, I wish it was already just. I, I pay you this. That's how much I pay you. Period. Well, listen. So I'll tell you where I'm actually getting very cranky as of late. So my wife and I had um, a couple of uh, things done. We had some. Uh, we. Have, it's been a while now, but but hear me out on this. We had some trees go down in our yard. Um, roughly seven trees went down, and it cost us seven thousand dollars to have those trees cut up, ground up, and then have the stumps uh, ground up and removed from our from our yard. Which is fine, you know. Right. I, I, that is a that is a a service I would l- literally and figuratively lose an arm trying to do if I did it myself. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay people who have the big machines to do that. However. Um, they charged me a because we paid with our credit card so that we could get points uh, points and miles for mm-hmm. it. They charged us two percent. Yeah. So instead of you know instead of rolling that two percent like in my so look, put that so hold on for that for a hot second. Then we just bought we got a brand new toilet put into our um, guest bathroom, and again they charged us a two percent fee on top of for what using hell, a credit know, card. What, what, yeah. For using a credit card for the for the toilet. And my philosophy is that should be the cost of business. You, businessman owner, are charging me $7,000 to have trees removed, and now you're going to nickel and dime me over 2% on a credit card? But but I had to pay that. So instead of it being a $7,000 fee, it was a 7000 plus whatever 2% of seven grand is, right? I used to work That's in the credit what- card industry. That used to be illegal. I don't know if it still is. There, there are rules around it, so you're not allowed, especially with Visa, you cannot charge more than what Visa charges you as the vendor. Okay, so you can charge. It yes. used to be you couldn't charge at all. No, and with Visa, you've got to give them 30 days notice before you start charging. Oh, wow. So uh, well, otherwise, Visa will where, drop you if they find out that, that you're, you didn't notify them or you're charging more. They just won't, they won't process anymore. Wow. That's where, Mark, I, I'm of the opinion, just absorb that into your price because there is no way I, I'm here, here I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth right on the one hand I said let's pay people who know how to do that so I don't lose an arm while I'm trying to take care of trees <laughs> on the other hand my philosophy is you should eat that 2% that $7,000 yeah, that you're charging me um, should just automatically be a part of whatever credit card loss you take because yeah. there's well, no way, realistically speaking, it costs you and your guys seven grand to come out. You just don't want that to eat into your profit is what you don't want. That's what I believe should be built into the price. Yeah. But so. that I think that's that's where society is going. If you think about it now, so many companies are nickel and diming you. So there's a, you know, people do add-ons that they say are to cover employee benefits. Okay, having employees and offering them benefits is, is a cost of doing business. Right. Just build it into your pricing. Like I agree. to me, that's but they're they're doing it with so many different, you know. And then there's a gas uh, or a fuel surcharge if they've got to travel over a certain. Day. There's just so many add-ons, and again, like the properties are doing, they've got the resort fees, um, which are you right. know added on to everything else. So it's just it's kind of the way society is going right now. And in my mind, it's just buyer beware. Like that's you, true. That's fair. And and in fairness, they were well. The, the, the plumber was up front. The um I, to the best I don't recall that my uh, the tree removal guys were up front about my two percent um two percent credit card charge. But yeah. it, it is what it is. That's that was a well that was a bunch of and that young kids is old people bitching about <laughs> <laughs> clouds floating over the, their property. All right, let's get into uh, the twit pick of the week. 
The photo by at loss underscore win doesn't date the picture, but this is how the Stardust looked when I got the one and only chance to visit the property in 2006, just months before it closed its doors on November 1st. The lamention of properties lost has long been a tradition in Las Vegas. However, this move has gone down in history as the worst move made by Boyd Gaming's well-documented history of brilliance, hindsight being 2020. Yeah, they, they couldn't. So first have... of all, you, you said you said you wanted to say lamentation. Oh, why? What did I say? Uh, lamention. Lamention. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, he's, he's French now. It is lamention. No. Uh, I, I listen. I am um, I am heartbroken, and I am heartbroken for me, and so jealous of folks like you who got to go check it out before it was gone. It was one of those things where I just took for granted that it would always be there um and so i never went in the two times i i was in vegas two times before it um closed down and i never got to walk in there and i just what a great pick what a great pick i i get why you would why the you colors would on this, this brings, are, are beautiful yeah, yeah. i mean it's yeah. like a sunset kind of coming in with it and we had again today a beautiful sunset with pink clouds blue skies like it was just and i got to see it because i was driving towards it on my way home, so I got to, get to see the whole sunset today, and it was just—it was absolutely beautiful. So I don't think people know how many gorgeous sunsets we have. But when you have that sunset happening combined with the lights, both on the building and in the marquee, it just—it really—it really pops. Yeah. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. The news is brought to you by stripwalking.com. For the ultimate customizable POV walking experience in Vegas, check out stripwalking.com. The book, Like an Onion, The Vegas Skim, is the most succinct telling of the mob's time in Vegas that we've ever read. It cuts through all the myths and gives you the details of organized crime's time in the city. It specifically focuses on how the mob stole money before it was reported as earnings to the IRS and how it worked until it didn't anymore. Learn how the mob controlled the entire operation with a single point man whose job it was to make sure that the skim ran as smoothly as possible. This masterpiece is a quick read and very much worth every moment you put into it. Like an Onion, The Vegas Skim is available now on Amazon.com. First up, what is 360 Vegas AI? So listener HK's skate uh, plugged in 360 Vegas into chat GPT AI. And what we he found was that AI just gets us. <laughs> when describing the show, AI said, quote, uncover Sin City secrets, tales and insider tips in a thrilling audio experience. Subscribe now for the ultimate Vegas vibe. But that's not what really, that, that wasn't the one that sent me over the moon. It was their description of vintage Vegas that will forever have me smiling. Check this thing out. At 360 Vegas stands as the ultimate source for Las Vegas history due to its unparalleled commitment to capturing the city's rich and dynamic past. With an engaging and immersive storytelling approach, thank you, and podcast delves into iconic moments, colorful characters, and transformative events that have shaped the entertainment capital of the world. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but it's available uh, on social media. It is absolutely, this is how I wished someone would articulate 
what I do one day. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 of course, it took There you years. go. There's the, the obituary written for, you know, 360 Vegas. <laughs> yes. Uh, done by AI. Uh, I, I'm, I'm absolutely tickled over it. I almost read the whole that's thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Frankly, if I did not know what 360 Vegas was and I read this Uncover Sin City Secret Tales and Insider Tips in a thrilling audio experience, I would be so disappointed when I actually heard our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I'd be like, oh, someone needs to fire that Tony guy. Oh, stop. Well, you got to think about it. You got to think about other podcasts, Tony. <laughs> don't a, don't there, start. There's a lot of bad podcasts. Don't out there. start. We don't we don't need anybody to imply. I think they were talking about me. Right, um, right. I know. No, it's we weren't. I'm metaphorically speaking of, of general. Joke, yes. yes. All right. Next up, the F1 Impact. Gaming revenue for 2023 is coming in, and despite reports that the strip was empty because of F1, the numbers say gaming was up a staggering 22.6 percent from 2022. However, Fremont was down mostly or almost 2%, which can largely be blamed on social media influencers' doomsday reports. As predicted on this show, F1 was not only a success, it was a big success during a period that is usually slow in Las Vegas. Even more encouraging, it has lots of room for improvement. See, and these numbers, I think, are misleading, and I, I didn't have time this week to, to dive into it. Um, I know they say gaming revenue overall was up. Mm-hmm. The occupancy rates were flat, if not lower. Which would make sense because, I mean, we, we do know that people were chased out. Right. And so the people that they brought in were the, the big spenders. Just, just kind of replaced them. And, and the reason why gaming's up is because they were big spenders. So, uh, And I think it would be very interesting. I still haven't seen a breakdown because I haven't looked on gaming revenue by company or property. Because I think that your, you know, wins, Venetians, Resorts World, even um, some of the nicer properties definitely saw an increase. Mm -hmm. I would bet properties like a lot of the Caesars portfolio outside of Caesars Palace did not see the same results. Yeah, I would agree. Would be my bet. And I, that's, I mean, they're going to do, and this speaks to, I guess the summary is, it's going to speak to why F1 is coming back. So Well, it was coming back. Yeah. Why it's triumphantly coming back. It supports it. You know, despite what people are saying, one and done, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that was never going to happen. All right, that's going to do it for news. Why don't we roll into prop bets? For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. Prop bets is brought to you by Vegas Near Me. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me, and that is available free on Android and the iPhone platforms. First up, Waldorf Astoria has a 3D LED sign. And I am watching it right now. Yeah. Uh, and it is, it is, that's cool. That's beautiful. I, I, if we're going to move away from neon, sadly, this, this is not a bad way to roll. No, no. LED, 3D is, is, is pretty, pretty sweet. Is that the one with yeah. the octopus that yes. you're seeing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It looks fantastic. I'm so glad that the market finally got one. It, like they just kept getting bigger and bigger. And I'm like, come on, 3D. <laughs> It's being reported that Cereal Killers, the cereal-flavored ice cream shop in Planet Hollywood's Miracle Mile shops, has now closed. For those of you craving such a treat, they have locations in Henderson, Arizona, and Utah, which is not 100% true. The one in Henderson is closed. And I know that because it's the the bank that I have to to, go to for work is in the same plaza, and the location in Henderson is dark. 
Well, something must have happened dramatic because uh, Henderson was their their original their, location. Um, yeah, Henderson was their original. I think they still have the location in Centennial Hills, which is a little bit further north. See, it's not listed on their website. Yeah, it is. I just pulled it up. It is. Centennial Hills? Uh-huh. So the website says Serial Killers Centennial and Henderson, but the address that they give is in Centennial Hills. Hmm. The Henderson address isn't even on there anymore. Huh. So there you go. I'm, I don't know what's, I mean, it's a cool concept. It's a tough concept. Their inventory costs have got to be huge. The amount of time it takes to make these things is long. So it's, it's, a, one it's of the a slow service. Yeah. Um, it's a very neat novel concept. I know they were big on, on Shark Tank and that's where they got money to do some of their expansions. Mm-hmm. It says they're franchising on the website, which I find very interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm disappointed. Seems like the kind of thing that you would find at like a fair, you know, or, or, or something yes. that uh, uh, would be at some boardwalk, like like the boardwalk in, in Houston that we went to or something like that. Like like it would be some beach vacation town. Like that, that, that seems to me like where this would work. Definitely a warm location. I would have thought that the tourist location, like having it in, in a, the Planet Hollywood shops would have made sense. Yeah. But yeah, apparently... I don't know. Not so good. Yeah. Something went wrong. Golden Gate has completed its refresh, and the changes are minimal. Most notably is is that they only have one live craps table now. Hmm. Moonshot.com is the place where you can get your favorite vintage Vegas shirts. Incredibly comfortable to wear. Available in male and female cuts. Multiple colors and sizes. Reasonably priced and cool as hell. Options include this week's featured property, the fabulous Flamingo. The third hotel casino to open on Highway 91 is now the oldest hotel casino on the Las Vegas Strip. Flamingo's current incarnation looks absolutely nothing like the original. In fact, it said the final piece of the original structure was torn down in December of 1993 to make way for the hotel's garden. While not the luxury resort originally envisioned, the Flamingo has continued to evolve to keep up with what the market needs, even if that means becoming the premier low-end property. This and dozens of other Vintage Vegas shirts start at $27. Use the promo code 360Vegas, no spaces, and save 15% off your order. Just go to moonshot.com, that's M-0-0-N-S-H-O-T.com, or you can go to our blog, 360VegasPodcast.com, and click on the banner ad, Moonshot.com. Ramsey's Kitchen at Harris has reopened with a more open space to give the area better visibility to the floor. This is expected to improve business to the latest Ramsey restaurant in the market. Again, surprised they they did this kind of a change after only being open a month. Right. Yeah. I, I, that's why I attached a picture to it to give me an idea as to what they did. They all they really did was open up the front edge, knock down a wall. Basically, yeah. <laughs> All five seasons of the 2003 NBC drama Las Vegas, starring James Caan and Josh Duhamel, will be streaming for the first time on Peacock starting today, Friday, December 29th. That's cool. For folks who've only ever seen it on, um, God, what is it? Well, I've seen it on Cozy, and I know that... um, It's on E. Oh, our buddy Melts Vegas. It's like E, I think, runs marathons of it all the time. 
yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's been just heavily edited for 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 you know syndication. I would go back, mm. folks, if if anybody's got Peacock or just sign up for you know make up a fake email and, and watch it for 30 days, um, just to get or to just see do a, it just do a one month free or something. You always get the yeah, first month exactly. free. You just got to remember to cancel. Well, hell, it. even just getting it like it's 12 bucks without commercials. You know, that's just true. For one that's month. true. It's if anybody's on the fence, I think it's worth watching one time for 12 bucks. Yeah. It, just know it starts getting crazier and crazier the yes. later you go in the season. Yeah, you got to you got to you got to check reality at the door. Yes. Uh, they they have a jump just, the shark moment for sure. Yeah. Yes. So. All right. <laughs> what do you hey, what do you which one do you think of, what would you label uh uh Karen to be the jump the shark moment if you had to pick one? Cuz I know what mine is. Oh, come on. Wait a minute, when it jumped the shark or when it was like when it, that moment where you're like, "Oh, come on." Because I, 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 I don't think the oh, well, show no, I, literally jumps the shark, because oh, no. because like I, I I don't think that happens until like season four or five. No, but it, it did have a moment where it did, and I I think it's it's uh, it has to do with the, uh, the 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 second owner. I think it's the second owner. Uh, I can't remember her name. Um, See, woman. I don't know if that's blowing if, off the roof. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if that's. I didn't want to say it. In case I'm Are you kidding me? I mean, she. The she whole, gets but jumping the shark, off the fucking roof. Jumping the shark means that the rest of the series just downtails after that. No, it doesn't. It means they did something so ridiculously no, stupid. No, that's not what yes, it, it does. No, jumping the well, shark is. I, I don't is know a that either of you are really wrong with your philosophy of it, but there's at some point where I just go, okay, holy shit with this show anymore. Right. And for right. me, it was uh, <laughs> Samantha when she was um, in the. In the box on the plane. Yes. If I recall correctly. Oh, that one Thank too. You. Yeah. Thank you. That's so bad. <laughs> or was, so wasn't it um uh, Delinda? Delinda Didn't gets, she get locked in a yeah, buried she gets, alive? She's buried alive. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. A lot of the girls wind up in boxes. Yes, it's true. <laughs> okay, so the defi- the definition of jumping the shark. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you got? Is uh, it's used to argue that a creative work or entity has reached a point in which it has exhausted its core intent and is introducing new ideas that are discordant with or over-exaggeration of its original purpose. See, I think all of those yeah, do that. I agree. Yeah. I agree. All, none Wait, of those scenes matched up with the original purpose. Which, whichever one of those happened first, yes. that would be my argument. Well, I, 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 would, I would I think argue they just that ke- I think they just kept jumping. That they had an idea that only lasted <laughs> about three episodes. And then, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> They're like, whatever yeah, keeps the lights on, people. That's right. Okay. Oh, that is not me. Fremont Street Experience now has an option to have your picture taken and displayed on the canopy. The experience will cost you $28, and a high-resolution image can be downloaded of the picture. Hey, I think that's ingenious. Holy shit, that's ingenious. And just think Mark got to have it done for free. That's right. Thank you, Vital. City officials. Yes. I know, right? Thank you, Vital. City officials tentatively agreed to the development of an art museum in the Symphony Park area of downtown. The proposed structure would be 60 to 90,000 square feet spread across three stories and is projected to cost $150 million to construct. One five zero, $150 million to construct. I, until, uh, until they can connect the Symphony Park area more with downtown... I have no need or desire to go there. There's talks of a bridge. They are. I know they've, they've talked about that. I think connecting um, Plaza or the old Greyhound yeah. parking or Greyhound building or something, right. something like that, there. but... Um, I just, I mean, I've driven by it to get to downtown. There's just nothing to draw me in there. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
Among the many changes going on at Rio, Vital Vegas is reporting that the property will join the minority and offer Coke products. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's right. You're a Pepsi guy, aren't you? I am a Pepsi guy. I am a Pepsi guy, 100%. I'm a neither guy. Although really? I, I would, I would, um, I don't drink. So the only cola that I drink on uh-huh. a regular basis uh-huh. is Dr. Pepper. Which is a Pepsi okay. product. Um, it's a Coke product. That's a good question. Who, who does that? Because it's a Pepsi product, I'm telling you. Well, just, okay. Just from what I, from one of my former employers. I mean, they used to originally be their own distributor. They did. Yeah. But, but one of my former employers, it's a restaurant company. They only distributed Coke products. And Dr. Pepper is one of the products that they distributed. Now, the only mm, so so that's it is Coca Cola. I told Coca-Cola. you. Get out of here. Uh-uh. No. Don't don't test me. Well, now hold on. Oh, Holy see, shit. yeah. Now, so there's well, so I, this is generative AI experience right now. So take it what it's worth here. But it says, Keurig Dr. Pepper is a merger between Keurig Green Mountain and Dr. Pepper Snapple Group. In 2018, Green Mountain, right, we are we are we are really Green losing Mountain focus acquired here. Dr. Pepper Snapple. Now, Coca-Cola owns Dr. Pepper in its European and South Korean markets. <laughs> Keurig Dr. Pepper manages the sales of Dr. Pepper everywhere else that it's sold. All I know is huh. it was Dr. Pepper was in with Coke products, and we didn't have to have a special OK license to do that. We did, however, have to get in the state of Michigan and. Again, I know this because this is the other soda that I drink regularly, if I can find it, is Verner's, which is ginger ale. Um, we, you had to get a special permission from Coke to be able to sell that in the McDonald's restaurants because it's such a big deal in Michigan. Um, and if I am going to drink a lemon-lime soda, it's going to be Sprite versus... I don't even know if Pepsi still has a lemon-lime or what it is. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not... Now that, now that we've gone through the list of your <laughs> beverages. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last thing. Last thing that I promise, and then I'll, I'll let it go. Right. One more generative AI uh, uh, response is, Dr. Pepper is neither a Coca-Cola nor a Pepsi product. It's owned by Dr. Pepper Snapple Group, which is distributed by different companies in different regions. Ah. Um, in, in many of these regions, Dr. Pepper soft drinks may be merchandised separately from Coke and Pepsi. There so you there you go. Well, and Final then you know there is there is one. No, nope, we just said Dr. that was going to be the end. Of I'm it. Adding, that, no, he said it was going to be the last one. <laughs> That's right. I said. I said. I think. Oh shit! Unless it closed, there used to be one plant, one Dr Pepper plant in Texas, that still made Dr Pepper using actual sugar, not corn syrup. Yeah, I think that was a story like four years ago. Yeah, I know, but. I would have liked to have tried that. <laughs> I, would, I would like to have done the taste test on it. Fair enough. <laughs> Las Vegas is expected to have a surge in weddings to take advantage of the unique date coming soon, December 31st, 2023, or 123123. So this was a awfully big story on the Today Show this morning, and if I would have had more time... Um, or at least prioritize it. I was going to actually make, I was going to offer up this being your random Vegas information for today's episode because they went through and talked about uh, on average, uh, how do I want to phrase this? On average, most, there's approximately 500 weddings done on New Year's Eve every year. So on average, Las Vegas performs 500 wedding ceremonies on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. They are predicting approximately 
1,500, so three times as many weddings on this particular day because of this particular date. And the and although Vegas does see an uptick on unique um, uh, uh, dates for the sake of people getting married, the greatest number of weddings ever performed in Las Vegas fell on Five. July 7th, 2007. So 777 would be the person's mm-hmm. wedding date. So there you go. <laughs> Vintage Vegas in the Arts District is opening a cocktail lounge attached to the antique store in 2024. The plan is to create a 1900 square foot space that replicates the time in which the drinks were inspired by using decoration and barware from old casinos and holy hell, I found where I'm going to live. Yeah. I'm just going to rent an apartment it above. So awesome. I'm thinking where which place. I'm trying to remember which one is the Vintage Vegas store. It's literally called Vintage I know. Vegas. It's on the corner uh, from Esther's Kitchen. It's the one right on the corner. Wait, the the one with all the little shops? I, I, don't, I don't know about so, Okay, no, so the one... I thought the Vintage Vegas was the building that Esther's Kitchen is taking over. I don't... I, I oh, don't. now I want to go check this out. Right. So, yeah, no, the, so the one that's across the street is a really cool... A really cool, but it's jam-packed, so where the hell are they going to get 1,900 square feet to put this in? I it, think I think they're already in the space. They're just condensing their space so they can use. I don't know how they're gonna, part of it. They're for, gonna. So the unique thing about if it's that if it is that place, they have a bunch of little stalls that are rented out by specific people. So like when you go through, you'll have a, a stall that will have antique glassware. You will have a stall that will have. That's across the street. It is across the street. The vintage Vegas. Uh, the the pink building though is when Esther's Kitchen is taking over. So that I don't think that's it. And if you're saying it's right there by Esther's Kitchen, that's the only other one it can be. Well, check Google Maps. Or, I mean, not now, but... Well, I'll do it now, and, and we'll, you guys continue. <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for News and Prop Bets. Let's check the river. Like the five communal cards you get in a game at Texas Hold'em, the river can have anything turn up. So is our river segment. And this week, we've got some FHE and some listener feedback. First, we'll start with the 360 FHE. Now, this is our opportunity to go out and explore the ever-changing landscape of Las Vegas and share that experience with you. This week, you went out and explored Strip House at Planet Hollywood. Tell us about your firsthand experience. I did, and um, I have to thank uh, our, our friend Trey, who is uh, S. Clark. Where is it here? Twenty six thirty six on Twitter. Uh, he was in town, and we've never been to Strip Strip House. Mm-hmm. He had um, a crap load of dining credits that he had to use, so he, he had a couple of those, and um, I really enjoyed Strip House. Mm-hmm. It was one of the better steakhouses I've been to and was more reasonably priced than so many others. So like we both, they had a, a special, which was a Wagyu filet for 78 bucks, which, oh, wow. Wow. yeah, yeah. An eight wow, ounce, that is... not even a little one. Like, I mean, it was American yeah. Wagyu, yeah. so it wasn't like the official whatever, right. but it's right. still, and, and he had trade never had it. And so when he kind of put his fork into it, cause they asked us to cut into it to make sure it was cooked to the, our liking. 
he, he set his fork on it and he was like, oh my God, because the fork just slowly sank <laughs> into the steak like he didn't have to. So, no, the service was fantastic. Our waiter was great. I think his name was Andrew. Um, everything about this place. And it, again, laid back, fun, good food, you know, well, actually really great food because I brought the leftovers home and ate those the next night. It, it just, <laughs> it was, fa- I would highly recommend, I think, and I, I feel like there's, a friend of ours, a listener to the show, that has said this is their favorite steakhouse. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that." It's, it's that's not too far off. Wow. If you want a good, wow. solid steakhouse, at a, especially at a decent price, it, it's really good. I, I think it, it's, it'll, it's a little bit of a hidden gem. So, cool. I would, Very I would nice. recommend it to go check it out. Sure. Uh, and before, right. before we get into oh, that, yeah. no, the Vintage Vegas store is not. Not one on that corner. Okay. I, I, I'm looking at the sign. It's a blue sign with, um, I think it's Stardust font lettering. No, it's it's inspired by, but it's not okay. actually. But it, I mean, sure. it, it kind of it kind of looks like that. So, um, no, it is a different one. And so I think I know where this one is. Um, but yeah, no, I want to. They probably took over space next to them, is what I'm guessing, because it's in like the middle of one of those blocks of shops so um listen i think this is an ingenious idea absolutely ingenious idea what a i i i want it to be very successful and frankly i want it to be a part of a uh um (laughs) a bar district run yeah bar crawl yeah Yeah. i'd love to i'd love to check that out when it opens okay next up uh we've got some emails here uh first one is from brian w now brian sent us a very 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 nice uh trip report unfortunately just brian because of time we, we did need to trim it down so please uh please don't take offense but i think i i think i kept in all of the because he went he went to a lot of fun places and that's part of the fun too is when i'm trying to just trim these things down a bit i want to keep the essence of the, the fun things they went to do um so a lot of times i'll just try to take out some you know things that are that are insulary to the to the um to the actual being in Vegas and what they did in Vegas. So, uh, Karen, if you've got yourself a, a nice big glass of water, why don't you jump in? Because we've got a few, a few here to, to you, get through. You know, it's not water, Tony. <laughs> I just, I've been, I was being, uh, <laughs> I, I know what you got in there. All right. So Brian writes, "Hello, Mark." Oh, now I'm not happy. I'll do my best <laughs> to keep this short, but wanted to share a trip since we had quite the adventure. We had five nights in this trip. Day one. This part of the trip, we stayed at Harris. The rooms were recently renovated and we were excited to check out the food hall and the new Ramsey's restaurant. Early check-in and then we left to visit the Grand Canal shops. <laughs> I love how he says they wanted to check out the food hall and Ramsey's restaurant and then they went to Grand Canal. Oh no, they <laughs> ate there. I, they, they, they ate it. They ate there. I just had to, I, I trimmed out the, okay. I trimmed out the, we ordered this and we ordered that and we ordered the other and we ordered the other thing. So, uh, but. Okay. But did, but, that yeah. just struck me as funny. Uh, we'll blame it on editing, though, versus writing. That's true. That's fair. Wife and I were feeling hungry, so we decided to visit Mercato della Pescheria. I'm sure I yes. slaughtered that. The service was incredible, and we were out in no time. We made our way over to Flight Club to find they had completely made the area into a Christmas wonderland. Such a great way to start the trip. Planet 13. The place is massive. But the prices seem to be for the tourists, as they were all over the place. This will be a must-visit every time we come to this dispensary. We departed and ended up at Casino Royale. I love this place, but it's so hot in there with the low ceilings. Oh, yes it is. Definitely a relic of old Vegas. I'll be sad to see if it closes. Yeah. 
Can I let me pause for you right there? Because I was thinking about this when he when he when I was reading the sentence. What a really astute observation. It never occurred to me that with all of those new high-powered, you know, LED screens that slot are machines, slot yeah. machines, and you have that really low ceiling, it just traps that heat all right in there. What a really astute observation, Brian. I had not considered that before, but that is that is a, that, and, and you're right. It's going to well, be technically I LEDs don't produce don't produce heat, so well, whatever is ge- whatever heat is being generated by off those massive those, machines, those, yeah. yeah, those machines. He and is they not wrong. They haven't added any table games back in there yet, have they? No, not at all. Definitely a relic of. Oh nope, I already said that. I don't recall the details of the next few hours until we found ourselves at Flamingo, headed to Bugsy's for a for drinks and a bite. We drank and gambled, gambled the rest of the evening to end up with Bobby's Burgers for the late night finishing move. <laughs> I love that he says, I, I don't recall the next few hours until right. I found yeah. more food. Yeah, there's one line, and I don't know if I, I think I ended up just deleting it um, because, again, this is part of where we know we edited it. It's fine. Just you don't yeah. have to keep saying um, it. Keep going. He, uh, he said <laughs> something along the lines of, uh, the next parts I only remember because I checked my phone roll to, or my camera, <laughs> camera roll to right. see what was on my phone. <laughs> yep. Day two. Which Hap- I can relate to. I can relate to. <laughs> oh, we, believe me, if people listen to this show and they've heard us try to recreate a Vegas vacation, they totally understand. Right. Day two. Happy hour at the Mirage. The lobby, lobby bar had it going on. Two for one cocktails. The next few hours were shopping and gambling to wind up at the new Ramsey's Kitchen. We love Gordon's places since the food is always perfectly prepared and consistent across all brands. Glad we tried it. But we won't be back anytime soon. Oh, wow. Day three, a car day. Departed from Harrah's and picked up the rental. First stop, Pinball Hall of Fame. It was fun, but many of the machines were in disrepair. $10 worth of quarters was all we needed to play what we wanted to. I would agree with that pretty easily. I mean, I know they, I can't imagine some of these old school you know, pinball machines and even video games, like how much it cost. Well, it's kind of the same issue with Sigma Derby, right? Finding parts for some of these to keep Mm -hmm. them in repair is just getting more and more expensive or just impossible. So, and it is a nonprofit sort of situation. Right. Next stop was a local dispensary. Much better prices. I'm not sure which I prefer, the locals versus Planet 13. Oh, I'm a huge Planet 13 fan. Well, you are because they deliver. Yeah, it's true. Right. (laughs) We wanted something authentic for lunch, so we decided on Rainbow Kitchen off Rainbow Boulevard. Chinese dim sum at its finest. Hot, fresh dumplings filled to the max with your choice of fillings. My favorite was the king crab dumpling. So freaking good. I haven't eaten there. I've heard of it, but I haven't eaten there. Okay. Interesting. We stayed at Circa for one night. We haven't stayed in downtown in all the years we've been visiting Vegas, and I figured this would be a good place to start. Circa is absolute luxury. We sat and gambled at the mega bar, only to find all our drinks were comped. Why would that surprise you? Oh, because read the next sentence. Oh, oh, we ordered name brand shit too. Got it. Sorry, I should have should have read ahead. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You try to read this shit blind as well as I do and see what happens. This doesn't happen on the strip. We headed over to Oscars at the Plaza for happy hour. We ordered the meatballs and a couple of cocktails. His honor had me flying pretty high. Oh, his honor. Oh, that's funny. Okay, now I get it. 
Um, gin with more gin and a slice of jalapeno. <laughs> we left to head downstairs to visit the sand dollar. We visited Pinkbox on the way out. I left my wife to enjoy her donuts while I caught the new Katy Perry show outside. All was good until a nun approached me and whipped her tits out just in that time for my wife to find me. <laughs> we went back inside after that. Yeah, I don't like how aggressive they're getting. That's that's my concern. Yeah, especially down on Fremont. Yeah. Um, we, uh, next time we need two nights in downtown. Agreed. Well, good. I'm, I agree. I'm glad you you gave it a shot. Yeah, there's a ton to do there at a very small space. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Day four, headed to Paris. We walked the corridor to see the newly revamped horseshoe. Nearing the end of the walk, we discovered a new Guy Fieri restaurant. Ooh. <laughs> we headed out to the bazaar shops for drinks and a bite. Oh, I love that they went past the Guy Fieri restaurant to go out to the bazaar shops. <laughs> <laughs> Stopped at Alexa's. We ordered a shareable punch bowl that came in a full-size disco ball. It was delicious, but kind of sweet. We decided to ditch Paris and head to the Miracle Mile shops. Day five. We wanted to start with something quality, but inexpensive. Ocean One, here we come. Ooh. Which such such success at the previous night, we will hope. Jesus, we were hopeful lunch wouldn't disappoint. They were doing their standard five ninety nine lunch special. Holy crap! We ordered a Caesar salad and some fried calamari. Boy, were we disappointed. Ooh. The salad was underdressed by a long shot. The calamari were rubbery and reminded me of the crap you buy at the grocery store in the freezer Ooh. section. That's not good. Mm. We ditched Planet Hollywood and wanted to regroup, so we headed back to Fuel Bar, where life was good. <laughs> there was a larger group in this time, and they opted for the Patron Challenge to throw a ball in a small cup to win shots at the bar. Five attempts and no shots. Well, at least not free ones. We decided to check out the new-to-us speakeasy, the Cabinet of Curiosities. We had a drink and felt that we wanted to leave this place for our next visit. Mm. There is a secret bar located within this place called Lock and Key. That's a ringing endorsement if they have one drink and they're like, yeah, okay, we're good. <laughs> right. Well, no, 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 for real. I think I think his point saying we wanted to leave this place for our next visit was let's not overindulge here. Let's like save it for the next time we come back to really mm. experience. That, that was how I took it. That's how I how gotcha. Okay, got it. LasVegasPins.com are Disney-quality enamel pins of vintage Vegas icons. The ever-expanding collection includes this week's featured pin, the MGM Lion. The only thing more impressive than it as a concept is the colossal failure it was, a costly mistake that one finds it hard to understand how they overlook such a detail. For those that don't know, when the MGM Grand we have today opened, it was built as a Wizard of Oz-themed resort. The entrance to the building on the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and Tropicana was a giant representation of the MGM Lion. What designers of the property somehow overlooked is it's considered bad luck in Asian culture to walk under the head of a lion. So Asian foot traffic was non-existent as none would enter the property from that entrance. So they tore it down and replaced it with the bronze statue that's still there today. However, you can relive this moment in Vegas history with this pin. This Las Vegas pin only cost $10, but 360 Vegas listeners can drop that price another 15 to 20%. Because new listeners can use the promo code 360 to save one time 20%, and returning customers can use 360 Vegas for 15% off. 
Just go to LasVegasPins.com or go to our blog, 360VegasPodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for LasVegasPins.com. We love that Paris and Bally's are connected. It's like two casinos in one with completely different vibes. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's Paris and, or Paris and Horseshoe now, actually. It'll always be uh, Bally's to me, too, Brian. <laughs> we decided to visit the new Vanderpump place. My wife is a Real Housewives fan, so this was a must-try. It has a fun but elegant style that only LVP has. The drinks are fun and delicious. The food isn't as inspired as the cocktails, but you need something to buffer the booze. See, that's funny because the one time we ate there, the cocktails were meh, right. and the food was really good. Agreed, yeah. Hmm. So, interesting. Uh, we tried the caviar bites and the mini monsieurs. The mini monsieurs were griddled ham and cheese tea sandwiches. Oh. Delicious, but very rich, so we only ate half. We laughed, gambled, and drank our way through the evening, finding ourselves at Cafe Americano once again. <laughs> day six, our departure day. We chose the time of our flight as to not need to check out until 11. We were all packed and ready to go, but for some reason my wife wasn't willing to leave until the last minute. She gets on to me when I rush her, so I let her have her time. Smart husband, he's done this a few times. <laughs> we left with just an hour before boarding begins. <laughs> Usually that's enough time, but for some reason the strip had closed and no vehicles were being allowed through. Uh This made the taxi line about an hour deep as the few cars that could make their way through the back streets were trickling in. I was already looking to rebook my flight when, to my surprise, a limo pulled up and ordered flat rates to any and all going to the airports. We skipped the queue and were the first ones in. The driver sped through the back streets to get us to the airport in 10 minutes. Absolute record time, and we tipped handsomely. As you should. Security was a breeze, and we arrived at the terminal right when pre-boarding began. Wow. Phew. We both agreed I was right about leaving and how I'm in charge next time. (laughs) 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 On the plane and ready for takeoff. That is until Biden was landing and postponed us for taking off for an hour. Overall, great trip with some bumps and, bruise, bumps and bruises along the way. Thanks for the time, Brian W. That had to be, like, stressing to get to the airport yes. when there's everything's closed and there's a long taxi line. Do so you get there? Woohoo, all right, we're boarding. And then you sit on the plane. I, know, I mean, yeah. uh, talk about an up-and-down experience. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, and... and um, um, Mark, you should forward the, the actual email that Brian sent over to Karen. There was a lot more uh, foodie stuff that I edited out just for time. Gotcha. Um, but they but they they ate they ate and drank well. And since I'm responsible for um, the editing of the of the emails, I always keep in the things that I care about, which is the alcohol, which is why there was so much alcohol talking <laughs> in uh, Brian's review, because I'm like, ooh, a disco ball. I want to drink from a disco ball at Alexa's. Ooh, Vanderpump cocktails. I want to drink Vanderpump cocktails. So, but I loved his line though about um, about how you know the stuff that was being comped at at, at Mega Bar, yeah, um, at Circa yeah. is, and and I mean, you guys can correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I think that that is really, truly the norm for just downtown. I mean, maybe there was some higher end stuff that Brian may have been drinking. He didn't get into specifics of what they were ordering, as he said in his email. We just we ordered name brand shit, um, but but I assume he's calling things like maybe. Kettle One or, or Grey Goose if it's vodka or, you know, Jose, whatever he's Well, drinking. right, but, I mean, you're thinking top end already. He may be a Tito's guy. Oh, that's fair. That's, well, listen, putting it this way, if he was staying at Bally's Paris, and this is something that 
you know, Mark, you and I specifically can can relate to because it happened to us when we were wanting to order um, bourbon cocktails, and we're like, well, can you at least comp, you know, X? And the lady goes, no, we just comp whiskey, oh, right? right? Like no name <laughs> yeah, whiskey that was shit. Terrible. Um, yeah, it is terrible, but that's what we experienced at Ben Bally's now Horseshoe, and so for him to go to downtown, there is just so much value to be had downtown. If you're willing to put up with the buskers who, you know, flash themselves, yeah. approach you and very just, quickly, you know, aggressively, aggressively yeah. yeah, right, you know, so so that was that was, but yeah, you should send it over to Karen Letter just to see some of the the the, the eats that they had because um, they certainly ate well too. Definitely. All right, next up, uh, we got an email from Rachel. Rachel writes, "Dear 360 Vegas." Which is kind of a safe salutation. It's sort of <laughs> right, absolutely. I like it. That's right. It Smart. encompasses everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Although it encompasses everyone, but realistically, Mark knows it's him, so it's okay. That's, no, no. <laughs> Back on September seventh, we flew out to Vegas to celebrate my fifty-first birthday. Happy birthday! Happy belated birthday! On Thursday, we checked into the Aria, our favorite place to stay, and got an upgrade to the one-bedroom Sky Suite. We love the Sky Suite. If you ever have an opportunity to stay there, do it. It really is a luxury experience. The rooms are spacious, recently remodeled, and have large, high ceilings, beautiful bathrooms with Japanese toilets. What's a Japanese toilet? Never mind. I don't want to know. Yeah, um, one of those things where it shoots water up the... I thought that was a bidet. I thought that was French. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's more like the Bellagio fountains of the toilets. <laughs> and five-star service. Because it was my birthday, they brought a bottle of champagne and a box of half a dozen large cupcakes, along with a handwritten happy birthday note. That's classic. Yeah. After checking in and getting ready for the night out, my husband and I headed to one of our must-do favorite restaurants in Vegas, Joe's Prime Steak and Seafood in the Forum Shops. We go almost every time we are in town, and every time it's a wonderful experience. Bar service is always good at Joe's. I appreciate that uh, that tip, Rachel, because uh, my wife and I are the same way. I can't remember the last time just my wife and I now for with you two or you know we're out with family and friends or whatever we'll sh- certainly sit at a table in the dining room but when it is just my wife and I we always sit at yeah, the that's, bar that's I us. feel like we, we usually get, get to sit at the bar the yeah best service just yeah. the best service yeah. but I mean, I'll, I'll be honest I've never been to Joe's Mm-mm. I haven't either I haven't either well and part of it is because I know it's a chain so for me again that's kind of strike number one there's so many other good non but now this is where we live that's true I know, but it's, oh, it's still anytime. a chain. Anywhere, anytime. Yeah. Yeah. After dinner, we headed to Park MGM to meet up with a close friend. My friend and I saw there was a DJ behind the bar, so we got up and danced for a few songs. Nice. He was playing old school hip hop, and we were instantly taken back to our college days. Nice. I, we're about the same age, because yep. that would be college for us, too. Yep. After that, we headed to the Nomad Library to see Brian Newman after dark. It's a really great show that I highly recommend. It's a throwback to old Vegas. The show starts with Brian being escorted to the stage by two showgirls. The rest of the show is Brian and his band playing jazz music, and in between his sets, he has various invited guests, including other amazing singers, to burlesque dancers, to comedians. On a few special occasions, even Lady Gaga has joined him on stage. On this particular night, she was there sitting next to the stage to support her friend and band leader, but she did not perform. When my husband noticed she was there prior to the start of the show, I had to get up and take a lap around just so I could get a better look. 
She's beautiful and really petite. Yeah, she is. She, she is a tiny little thing. Yeah. Overall, the show did not disappoint. If you haven't seen it yet, you really should go check it out when he's in town. The show is always different because of the guests he invites, and it really is a good time. You can't beat the environment either. It's so intimate, and the restaurant is beautiful. The show started at 11.30 p.m. and ended close to 2 a.m. So after that, we headed to bed. <laughs> say. Rachel, I would need a nap before going out to see an 11.30 oh, yeah. p.m. Show. I would need a nap during that. Well, and she didn't, <laughs> yeah. she didn't mention how much it cost, but for, you know, a, a two and a half hour show. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. That's a good, most shows in Vegas are only 90 minutes. Right. So yeah. got a whole extra hour there. The next day we woke up and headed for a bit of time at the Sky Pool. This is our favorite pool experience in Vegas. Every so often they come around with small amenities such as cool washcloths, smooth smoothie tasters or pieces of fruit it's our speed for sure she made it sound very enjoyable that that is uh that was something i thought i could kind of see doing a a 360 vegas pool event there Hmm. i'm assuming it's at aria yeah next to the sky suites okay yeah i then joined my friends for a brunch at bardo a solid nine out of ten it's a beautiful restaurant perfect for brunch and we love their happy hour who haven't we been there Bardo? I don't think so. She loves it. She's going to talk about it a few more times throughout this trip report. This was, this is obviously a a big favorite for her. So it kind of put it on before. I never gave it any thought. I'm like, she just keeps talking about it. So now it's kind of on my radar. Hmm. I've heard of it. I just, you know, I don't know why I haven't made it there, but good to know. After finishing up the afternoon at the pool, we said goodbye to our friends and we're headed on to Texas the friends were headed on to Texas. Oh, they were headed on to Texas. Okay, sorry. Yes. And our friends who were, not we were, who were headed on to Texas and got ready for happy hour back at Bardo. See, there she goes again. This has become our favorite happy hours. The cocktails are delicious and there are several excellent food options. The bartenders are amazing here, skilled at their craft, and extremely friendly. We then headed over to New York, New York to see Matt Apple. We sat in the stage side seats, which I loved. I felt we were part of the action, and I loved being that close to the performers. I could really feel their energy, and at one point, one of them even spoke to me during the show. These are the cheap seats, but they're great. The only uh, only downside is the comedian is facing away from you most of the time he is performing, but you can still hear him perfectly. I really enjoyed the show. It was a total blast, and I can't wait to go back to see it again. Wow. We keep hearing really good things about Mad Apple. We need to put that on our... Yeah go see list at some point yeah after the show we headed back to aria all right every time she talks about a a property she says the so she said in here the aria the park mgm and i so i'm kind of cutting out the the because i don't know it just it sounds right but yeah she does write headed back to the aria to have dinner at Carbo. Well, maybe she's not saying the she's just saying the aria okay the aria doesn't we headed back to aria (laughs) <laughs> you know, so two, two observations, actually. One thing is it drives me nuts that um, people from California call every fucking highway the and then whatever number it is. Yeah, you get on the five, you get on the nine, you get on the three, five, seven, nine, 18, 27, 38. Right. They, mm-hmm. they just we're here in Michigan. We go. Yeah, just you take 69 down to 94. Hop over to 131, head, head south into Kalamazoo. Right. Like you just we just use the numbers. We don't call it the highway number. Uh, but <laughs> but the right um pay attention to that you'll you'll notice that well, no, now and it, that it was funny because as you were saying you know the and I'm, I'm thinking here i'm like well 
I, at first I thought, well, you hop on the 215. And then when you started saying about the Michigan roads, because I remember like being Michigan, you know, you just get on 75 and go. You, so you don't say yeah. they, the. And then I think about it here. I'm like, well, hop on 215 and go. So I, I didn't, right. it didn't strike me as wrong until you said something and said it the other right. way. And now, <laughs> I, now, right. I, now I'm confused. But I also wonder if she's British. And, and here's why I wonder that. She, and if she's not, I'm sure she's just loving the running commentary on us trying to figure out the, the, <laughs> the words that she used, right? Are we overthinking this, Rachel? One of the things that she said in here was she said, we, we, wanted, to ha- we wanted to go have a bit of Park MGM. And the only person who I know who talks like that is, uh, is Alistair, because Alistair <laughs> will say things like, shall we have a bit of craps? And so I wondered if she was um, British because for her to say that the, sh- the show started at 11.30 p.m. and ended at 2 a.m., if she's on, you know, European time, that may not be all that late for her because for her, that's close to 10 hours later. That might be like for 9 a.m. locally, you know, for her. Well, for not her if body's. she's been up all day. Yeah, I'll give you that. Unless she hadn't quite switched over yet, right? And she just was rolling with the time. But anyway, there you go, Rachel. That was us. That was us having fun about. Uh, are you British? Let us know. <laughs> so they or headed, are you California? They headed back to Aria to have dinner at Carbone. We sat in a beautiful semi-enclosed semi-circle booth. We lucked out and got a great server. I started with a white lady cocktail, which is one of my favorites. It was delicious. Prior to the food coming out, they served chunks of Parmesan cheese off the wheel, a delicious bread basket, salami, and pickled cauliflower, all of which are complimentary prior to your meal. Ooh, wow. Overall, it was a 9 out of 10. Now, Tony, you you like Carbone. You've been there a couple of times, right? I have been there... Uh, three or four times. I love this restaurant. And and I just, I kind of edited out all of the different things that, that they had ordered. Um, but everything that was on her that they had tried were things that, that my wife and I and, and, and brother-in-law have all had some combination of between the three of us. And there's just nothing, there's just nothing on the Carbone menu that you can order that is not going to be just outstanding. I recommend this Italian joint to anybody, to everybody wow. that's looking for um, a good, really good. Uh, it's a little bit high end, but it's not certain. You're not going to pay steakhouse prices okay. to eat here. Um, and their cocktails are out of this world. There is a rum old fashioned that I have tried for years to try to replicate. And I just cannot seem to nail it um, exactly the way they use it. I don't know. They're either using an Amaro that they're not telling me about, or I, I can't maybe get my hands on whatever specific rum they're using. But if you go to Carbone, you've got to order a rum old-fashioned, friends. This is this is just a knockout. Even if you don't think you like rum drinks, um, because they used such aged uh, rum, it is it is. A stellar drink. Just that, a stellar still, drink. Still not going to get me to try it just because <laughs> okay. it has rum in it. I'll, I'll order it and you can take a sip out of it. Yeah, and, no, I, and I, tell I, me if it does. I, I don't need it, to. I don't need to. Wow, wow. That hurts me. That hurts uh, me. Blame Mark. It's his reason I don't like rum. Uh, when dinner was over. I still think that doesn't make any sense because I don't have a problem with rum. Because you didn't smell what I smelled. <laughs> you were passed out cold. <laughs> Okay. Pick. Are we still talking about the that time you took the local rum distillery tour? No, 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 no. This oh. is this is Mark's twenty first birthday story. Yeah. And this this is a the um, short version. Mark had he got a free large rum based cocktail okay. that was in a, a small bucket. Like imagine a a, a child's um, sand bucket. Right. You go to the beach, yeah, put sure. sand in it. Sure. 
that had eight double shots of rum plus poured what else in it and then fruit juices um, that he sucked down in 45 minutes. Get home after that. And what would typically happen on a 21st birthday night, you know, Mark, Mark decided to vomit all over the place in himself. So all I smelled was rum and vomit. Sure. Mark was out cold. He didn't smell any of it. He didn't have to clean it up. He didn't have to do anything. So, no, rum, rum to me is... <laughs> Fair enough. That, that is, you are still suffering quite the PTSD experience. Yes. <laughs> and, to, but more, more than twice his, his birthday age later, yes. <laughs> all right, all right. When, all right. <laughs> when the dinner was over, we headed to Park MGM for some table games as the limits and rules at Aria have gotten out of control. You can still find $25 3-2 blackjack if it's not too busy at the park. And when it gets busy, it goes up to 50 At Aria, the $50 tables are now 6 5 Forget it. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you mm-hmm. lost me at $25 table. But yeah. That's yeah. yeah. No, I thought that was, I was like, oh, this is good information. This is really good information. The next day, we went back for some more time at the Sky Pool. And then again, the happy hour at Bardot. Wow, she really does like both of those. Yeah. After a few pre-dinner cocktails, we headed to the wind to have dinner at SW Steakhouse. We had an amazing meal with outstanding service, overall a 10 out of 10. We headed back to park for some more gambling. Before I went to sleep, I checked in with the casino host desk and they removed my three nights of room off the bill. Won about 500 bucks. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. And to be clear, I, that is not a that is not me doing a hard edit. What I think she's saying is by them taking off the three nights uh, hotel room, mm-hmm. I think she saved 500 bucks or quote unquote one $500 yeah. that right. she was planning on spending. Otherwise, that is happy birthday. That is a that's right. a heck of a, a heck of a birthday win. It Absolutely. Is. The next day was Sunday the 10th, the day the hack went into full effect. Oh, no. We, oh, that's when she was there. Okay. We ate lunch at Din Tai Fung. I never say that right. The food was delicious. I love this place. Food was, again, 10 out of 10. Wow. Highly recommend. Yeah, I've eaten there before, before and have taken people there. The soup dumplings are to die for. I loved mm-hmm. it. Uh, we checked out and we're on our way. I noticed that the app wasn't working and it took a long time for my final bill to post to my credit card. This is really the only issue we had as we were on our way out of town (laughs) as the chaos of the MGM hack was just beginning. I felt really fortunate that my birthday trip was planned right before the chaos and not after. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say you dodged a bullet there. Yeah. Overall, it was another fabulous Vegas vacation. I can't wait to return for more delicious food, fantastic cocktails, fun gambling, entertainment sh- entertaining shows, luxurious pampering, and relaxing pool time. I love Las Vegas. It never gets old. It's true. Lawyers, loyal subscriber and listener, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. That was an awesome email. That was very fun. And I'm glad it sounds like you had a fantastic birthday trip. So, again, happy belated birthday. Right. Next time you're in town, you better let us know. Yeah, that's right. Reach out. And last but not least, we've got an email from a great friend of the show. James Jones always has some fun things to share. So what do you have to say? So James writes, Karen and Tony, I hope you had a wonderful and relaxing holiday season. Mark, I know you are not the most religious, but I hope you enjoyed all the pretty lights and had some time <laughs> with family and friends. I like because I'm not religious that I'm somehow a curmudgeon like going, no, we're not visiting with people and we're not having good times. 
None of that. You're you're making you're making sandballs and throwing them at people <laughs> as they walk by. You're you're getting them wet, making Boo. them pack them in, freeze them, freeze them in the freezer, <laughs> and then just chuck them at people as they walk by. That would be for, that's the curmudgeon I want to be when I grow up. For the record, James, most of the the holiday, the Christmas celebrations are here are not religious based at all. Yeah. So Mark's okay with that. Yeah. I visited in early December and wanted to share a couple of things. I went to a local restaurant just past Atomic Liquor called Public Us. Oh, I've been there before. I have to say this is my new favorite breakfast spot in Vegas. We had the Brussels-style waffle and the Bang Bang Chicken Bento breakfast box. I recommend both. The waffle was very light and crispy and had an amazing berry compote. I love compote. The Bang Bang Chicken Bento had crispy fried chicken with a sweet and spicy Asian sauce, white rice, and a sunny side up egg with some greens on the side. The pastry items also looked great, so I will need to try those on the next visit. This is a counter service restaurant, and sitting is limited, but they have great food and good service. I will be back. Nice. I also think you guys should try Fat Cat the next time you are downtown. This is the bar that went into the old mob bar at Downtown Grand. The venue has a nice seating area as well as a very good drink menu with live jazz and blues music in the evening. They have a, a variety of tiki-style drinks as well as a selection of house cocktails. I had the painkiller and a couple of other items off the tiki menu. But my favorite drink was the Chubby Kitty, which, <laughs> which had glazed ham fat washed bourbon, Sazerac rye, Salted brown sugar syrup and an almond wood smoke. Tony, how does that sound to you? I I'm already thinking through what ham I want to go get to fat wash my bourbon <laughs> in. <laughs> I was there on a Monday night and it was not busy at all. I hope this place makes it because I had a really great time. Cool. All the best and hopefully I make it back to Vegas soon. James Jones. Thank you once again, James. That's that was fantastic email. That was that was great content. I, I didn't realize. Uh, Either of those places. Uh, well, I mean, I guess Karen's already checked out uh, Public Us. But, yeah, but uh, again, it's kind of off the path. That it's not like right there. It's a little further down on Fremont Street. But yeah. um, I'm trying to think why I went there. What I ate sure there food. for. I've been no, but I, I I haven't been there with Alistair and anybody else. I'm trying to remember why I went. Um, but I have eaten there before, and it is a fun. Again, it's one of the cool things about Vegas. You can tell it's very much a local spot. They have a, a huge bakery selection of pastries and breads and croissants and all that kind of stuff. So um, I remember I liked it. I don't, <laughs> don't remember <laughs> don't remember why I went or what I had, but... I want a chubby kitty. <laughs> <laughs> and I want the cocktail, too. I'm not touching right. that one. <laughs> I think that's probably going to do it for 469, just in time, quite frankly. Uh, thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas and get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback, much like Rachel, James, and Brian did, please send that email over to uh, Mark. His email address is 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360vegas Tony. Karen. I'm at 360 Vegas, Karen. We just told you where you can find me, so until next time. Yeah.